Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Tisha Cleo Varadkar has said, now we did talk about this today for about 15 or 20 minutes, we didn't get much time on it unfortunately, but that he's made a decision on the calling of a general election. But he won't make it public yet because as I mentioned in our little promo that we put up on Twitter, you are the peasants, you are the citizens, you don't deserve to know. You're on a need-to-know basis. But he knows this is what we get from Irish government at the moment. We're, we're citizens and we're on a need-to-know basis. Speculation, of course, has mounted in recent days that February will be on the cards for an election. There's a guess there. It could be Valentine's Day, but you never, you, you never know. Now, he said, I've always said that it should only happen when the time is right for the country. And it's been my view for a long time now uh, that the right time would be the summer of 2020. I think he's trying to stop it, however. Uh, But I have to acknowledge that the circumstances have changed, said Varadkar. Now, look, he stalled because of Brexit. He's stalled for the last six months for all different reasons. The stalling has to stop. So he said, I've made a decision, uh, but there is some unfinished business to do, which I want to get done. Because you've not got it done in the last three years, Leo. Well, you've been there. Or while End was there for the last five or six years. Could you not have got it done? Now, well. Asked directly by RTE's Dave McCullough, you have made the decision, but you're not going to tell us. The Taoiseach answered, that's correct. See, this is what you're dealing with. This, this is the disconnection from the people that you're dealing with. I'm big, big balls. I've made a decision about the election. You're going to have to wait because I'm not telling you what it is yet. That's the kind of behaviour we're getting used to. And Simon Harris tonight tweeting, given out to other politicians as well. You know, whining like a 21-year-old or an 18-year-old on Twitter like a troll against other politicians and the campaign hasn't even started. It's childishness is what it is. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I want to know who you're going to vote for. Fianna Gael? Fianna Fáil? Are you happy with a Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil government? Sinn Féin? Labour? Antua? The National Party, the Irish Freedom Party, the Independents, the Social Democrats, People Before Profits. There's probably loads more that I haven't mentioned. And then you have all the independents as well. Who will you be voting for? And why? Because when they get to your doorstep, you know, they'll be greeted by you on a cold winter's night. And that's your opportunity to ask them a question. Now, invariably, they'll lie to you. Or they'll tell you untruths or mislead you to get your vote. But you've got to decide whether you believe them or not. Because that's what politicians do. And on that basis, by the way, I mean, just to give you an example. I'm a talk show host. If I advertised that I was going to come on the air and do a show all about cooking. Oh, mind you, I did cook an orange chicken the other night. It was gorgeous. But anyway, I was going to do a show all about cooking, right? And I didn't. And I came on and did a show about politics. I'd be misleading you, wouldn't I? Well, on that note, I'm looking at an email here from Simon Harris. And it's to a pro-life campaign. And it's dated the February the 22nd, 2011, before the last election, of course. And it says, Dear Pro-Life Campaign, I'm contesting the general election in Wicklow for Fianna Gael. I'm happy and proud to assure you that I am pro-life. In response to your two direct questions, because they must have asked some questions, yes, if elected to the doll, I will oppose any legislation to introduce abortion into Ireland. Yes, he said the second question, I will support legislation that protects the human embryo from deliberate destruction. Oh, sorry about that. I was reading that my phone. And I will oppose any legislation which does not. 
Please be assured of my support. I need number one votes on Friday so I can be in a position to support uh, these positions in Dáil Éireann. Now, maybe you, there's two arguments here. A, he told a lie. Or B, he changed his views as time went on, which, yes, people can change their views. People's views, my views over the last eight years on certain things have moved slightly, shifted slightly. Not that greatly, I'll be honest with you, but they've shifted slightly. But it's clear his views have shifted greatly in the fact that he's gone from being conservative to being a complete and utter liberal who championed abortion legislation in this country. I can give you loads of other examples of other politicians, not just Fine Gael, who have done similar things. Michal Martin did the same thing, really, technically, with Fianna Fáil, because they, of course, supported the abortion legislation and the abortion referendum, yet they themselves uh, would have been opposed to it going back 10 or 15 years ago. So parties change. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have people with a problem with people changing their minds. Now, if they lie, which allegedly politicians do on a regular basis, uh, they shouldn't be elected or they should have to resign. But also, I believe if a politician changes their views, morally or societally, in any of those kind of on any of those positions, things like abortion, that would be, I suppose, major debates in the country. They should resign, and I'm not saying in a bad way. They should step down and get re-elected again on their new policies and their new views. Because remember, they're there to represent you. So if you vote for, you know, Mick O'Rourke, I wonder is there a Mick O'Rourke running? But if you vote for Mick O'Rourke and Mick tells you he's pro-life and Mick tells you that he's Catholic, and Mick tells you that he's against drugs, and all of a sudden you vote for him, and three years later he's bringing in uh, legislation to legalise drugs, legalise uh, abortion, and he's not a Catholic anymore, he's an atheist, well, you're a bit disappointed, because he was meant to be there to represent you. So he should step down. That's just my view on it. I believe that politicians should not be allowed to mislead the general public. The same way as if this show changed to a gardening show, I wouldn't expect you to listen anymore. Unless you're interested in gardening. So let me know what you think. Who are you going to vote for and why? So which of the issues? I want you to text in who you're going to vote for and the issue that affects you the most. So some of the issues, I suppose, that we mentioned already. Uh, healthcare, housing, social welfare, taxation, climate change, immigration. That's healthcare, housing, social welfare, taxation, climate change, immigration. They will be the main issues. There may be other ones that you can think of. Somebody mentioned transport today. All sorts of other things as well. So who are you going to vote for and why are you voting for them? Let me know, and you can text us now at WhatsApp at 87 188 That's 87 188 uh, Let's go to uh, let's go to Mick. Mick, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mick? Hey, how you I, doing? I thought your name was Mick Healthcare, because it says on my screen, Mick Healthcare. <laughs> no, it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, the healthcare is in shambles, okay? And yeah. we shouldn't be building a, a, a children's hospital in St. James. We should have been building that up at the Ring Road, the M50. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Because uh, I live in that direction, and I can tell you, just to get up around down, down there, even in the evening time, it's an hour late, you know, to get in and out. Yeah. How's Amelon's going to get in? Anyway, you know, here or there, you ask me who I'm going to vote for, I wouldn't vote for any of them. Absolutely none of them. See, someone said this to me today, they're going to spoil their vote. But I'd rather I, spoil it. Yeah, but by spoiling it, you're essentially giving it, giving it to the incumbent, because then you're not voting for anybody to oppose them. There is no one to oppose them. What we should be doing, right, is, in my opinion, is to take to the streets and get these fuckers out completely. Okay, fair enough. Right? And I'm not going to disagree with you, but who are the new efforts that well, you're going to should, put in instead? Well, Somebody well, has to run the country. Uh, here's, well, 
uh, dropped out from college as a health minister. A minister for transport, the man Shane Ross, when he was minister for transport, doesn't even drive. Uh, a minister for children who's a lesbian. Come on off it. Well, what's, well, well, there's nothing wrong with a minister for children being a it lesbian. But the fact that she has... But the, yeah, but the so, fact that she has no children, yes, I wouldn't completely disagree with you. I'm sorry. That maybe she hasn't got a, you know, a, a, her eye on the ball. But then that's beside the point. But go on, yeah. Uh, the whole lot. And then you have the criminals who are being protected, all right, by the same governments. And yet the victim, there's nothing about the victim. You know? So as far as I'm concerned... Uh, we should have uh, serious things on the on the prison service. And see, I'm but Mick, I'm not disagreeing with you, right? Yeah. And everybody feels the same way. Everybody feels that, sure, look, they're all as bad as each other, right? Yeah. But in saying that, that's all we have. Yeah, well, we should be taking them to the streets and getting rid of them. And, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's easy to say get rid of them. So who's going to run the country? Well, I'll tell you what. Is there not one politician say, that you trust, Mick? No, none of them. Not one. Is it not an independent or a local no, or somebody that you can say to yourself, he seems like a decent lad or a no. decent woman? Because uh, a while ago, I, just a couple of years ago, I had this independent, I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, don't, please don't. He, he swore he was going to do this and he was going to do that. The street where I was born and reared in the Liberties, just not too far from James Street there, was completely, he swore he was going to redevelop it in the sense he was going to do up the places for the old folks there and the whole lot. Instead, he done them up all right. He bulldozed them to the ground, all right? And, mm. and spread all the, all the old folks all around the place. So all the supports of friends and everything, you know, most of them... I have an auntie there. lives up, my mother was born up there, actually. I have an auntie yeah. still lives up there in Mary Aikenhead Flats. Yeah, well, do you know Bow Lane West? I do, yeah. Yeah, I was born and reared there. Yeah. Yes, the Great Elstreet was years ago. Yes, my ma used to tell me she used to be with me dad at the back of the pipes. Yep, I went to school in St. James's School. Yeah. CBS how, old, how old are you? 62, I'll be 63 this May. Ah, you'd be a young, bit younger than my parents. And my parents were from up around there. My dad was from Rialto and my mum yeah. was from James's Street Flats. But doesn't... Yeah. I see, but I don't, I don't know if it's called James's Street Flats or Mary Aikenhead Flats. I think it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, you can hear flats as far as I know. Yeah. But it wasn't, everyone thought the flats was bad and this, that, and the other. It's not about that at all. It's not where you came from. Uh, it's where you, it's not where you lived, it's how you lived. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was decent people there. Ah, there was, as yeah, said, absolutely. That, that politician destroyed everything. You know? Right. So, so you, so you've no, you just don't trust them anymore. I wouldn't vote for none of them. I wouldn't give them the time of day. I ran them from the door the last time. Do you, do you expect them, uh, them to lie to you? Well, that's all you've ever done. You know, uh, I just wouldn't vote for them. We should be building. A but I, fi- I find it sad that there's nobody that you can think of that you will give a vote no, to. They're all gangsters, every one of them. They're not all gangsters, Dub- mate. Double jobbing. So yeah, but hang, but hang, hang on with the guy. They're not all. I mean, some of them are no. absolutely useless. There's no, there's they're no deny that. There are one or two that work hard. Yeah, robbing people. Well, no, I, I can think of one or two. I mean, I'm not going to start mentioning politicians. I, I to but, but there are I one or two that work hard. Right, okay. Fair. Well, no, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. Yeah. And, uh, what, and what are the main issues, do you believe, that are affecting this country at the moment? I, I, I mentioned, issues. I mentioned, uh, you know, healthcare, housing, social yeah. welfare, taxation, immigration, the climate change. Right. Uh, homeless in this country is a disgrace. We're bringing in people from refugees and bringing them in and putting them into places, and yet we can't look after our own. We should be building council houses to get the landlords to drop their rents. And so the two issues for you are housing and immigration rolled immigration into one, so to speak. And I do, I'm an ex-military man, I'm 14 years in the service, and I do believe, honestly, we should have national 
uh, national service, and we should pay our soldiers. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, well, we and, should pay them properly, that's for sure. Yeah. And the guys who are in, in the likes of these young offenders institutions, they should be outside doing hard labour to make sure they don't come back in again uh, without respect of nothing. Okay, make it, oh, well, hang on, Mick, for a second. You have a lot going on there, and, and I'm not going to disagree with everything you said. A lot of what you said makes perfect sense to me. Uh, but keep texting, keep WhatsApping. There was 87 8 Stay there, Mick. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Neve? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Nice to talk to you in the evening, Neve. I've never spoken to you before. I know. I'm, I'm up late. You're up late tonight, aren't you, guys? You should be in bed. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neve, who are you voting for? Um, do you know, it's very easy to agree with. Um, sorry, your previous caller didn't get his name. Sorry, Mick. 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 It's very easy to. Yeah, he's angry. Me. I understand that. I think we're all angry, and if you're not angry, you need to get angry. You know, because the fact of the matter is, when they come to your door, they'll say mass. You know, they will tell you whatever you want to hear. Now, there is, in fairness, there is one guy down here. I won't mention. Are we allowed to mention names? No. Yeah, yeah mention his name if you want to. As long as um, you want to say my, something nice, you just can't mention names oh, and say yeah, horrible no, no, things. No, no. Um, well, there's two. There's there's Malcolm Byrne and, and Michael Darcy. Right, okay. Now, um, when I moved into Gory, we had awful problems getting my young lad into school because they're all full. Okay. And he was very helpful. Okay, so, well, that's good. They're helpful on a local level. That's what it's all about, isn't well, it? Well, you see, this is, this is the point I have. I, you know, I know party-wise, I wouldn't agree with a lot of their politics, but on a local level, he is good. And this is sort of the hard thing to weigh up in my head. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a hun- I, I don't really agree with the party politics, but I do think he is a good... As an individual. ...local person. As yeah. An, yeah, decent man. And that's the difficulty, because you don't necessarily want to vote for the party, but yes, as a person... And by giving him a vote, of course, you are voting for the party. Yeah, so it's kind of a... It's a tough one to kind of get into your head as to, you know, do you go against what you really believe, which is that you don't like the party. But yes, you know that he's doing good work mm-hmm. in the locality. Right, okay. Now, the problem the problem I would have uh, down here is education. A big problem with education. There's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Right, okay. So there's not enough schools, is what you're saying? Well, we've got, we've got five, nearly six, they're building another one, six primary schools with two classes in each year. But we've got two secondary schools. The numbers don't add. No. You that's... can't put, you can't, Square a circle. No, not unless half the kids are going to abandon secondary school. Exactly. Now they keep saying, "Oh, we're going to try and get you easy homes in election year. We're going to try and get you another secondary school." But sure, when? You know, how long is the season? Yeah, we and should we should be moving quicker because the thing about it is the population of the country has almost doubled in the last thirty years. So you know, we should have twice the amount of schools. We should have twice the amount of hospitals. We should have twice the amount of everything, and we don't. That's it. Or anywhere and close not, to us. I'm not normally one that comes out with the whole, you know, we need to put our own first. I do like to think I'm fairly, I have empathy for everybody. But on this particular occasion, it is difficult because we are taking in so many people and they do need to be educated. So we're adding more people to a list that's already crammed. And that's just a problem. You know, the the healthcare is a problem. I mean, nobody, nobody in this country should have to not bring their child to a doctor because they can't afford it. We should, no child in this country should be paying to see a doctor. And nobody should have to avoid going to A&E because they think they're going to be there for 16 hours. Exactly. You know, and, you know, look, 
I wouldn't even mind waiting 16 hours if I thought I was going to get seen and get proper treatment. But at the end of the day, you do hear people saying that they're coming out and they're coming out worse than they went in. Mm-hmm. And that's not the doctor's fault and not the nurse's no, fault. No, it's because you're sitting there in a pack of viruses for 16 hours. Oh, well, that's it. And it's, it's the people walking around, as you're very fond of saying, with the, with the briefcases in their hand. Mm. Uh, pushing the, fold, papers. the folder holders. The folder holders. We're pushing papers from one side of the desk to the other and getting nowhere. Yeah. You know, a big shake-up needs to be done, but it won't happen. And, but they'll tell you it will. I mean, See, but this is the problem, and, and you know, I, I know Mick is, a, and he's angry. You know, and I can under, absolutely understand his anger. I kind of feel the same way as most people do. We feel like we're kind of frustrated with the political system at the moment. I mean, Mick, what do you think of people who will give Fianna Fáil a vote now, even though, of course, Fianna Fáil were responsible for decimating the country financially? Now, don't get me wrong; it was a global decline, but they were in power during that financial decimation uh, during Bertie Hearn's, uh, you know, reign. What do you think of people who are now giving them a vote? I, I think they're mad. I wouldn't give them money. Do you think votes. it's like national amnesia? Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. it is a different fiend of all, according to Michael well, Martin. Yeah, I'll put it to you that way, right? In Hong Kong, the people have talked to the streets, okay? In France, they talk to the streets. Hey, well, I, don't, I don't want to see what's happening no, in Hong Kong yeah, happen here okay. either, you know? Well, I'm just saying, yeah. if we talked to the streets and got rid of these and got people in that knew how to do it and straighten out the health service and get rid of all these, as the lady said, the pen pushers and the foil, get rid of them and get our nurses and our doctors back here. Mm. That's what we need. And we need proper people in. And, and no, see, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're no, going, Mick, but that's good. But Neve, sorry, what Mick said is a great soundbite. You know, get out on the streets, get them all out, and we need new new blood in there. And I completely agree with him, and so does everybody listen. But I come back to the question: Who are these new blood? Who are these new people going to be? Well, there's nobody. Well, I mean, there's nothing stopping no anybody going into into politics. Yeah. No, well, there isn't. And and the problem is that you know you can get people out onto the streets, but are they going to listen? You know, like the, oh. the problem is that they're making these these decisions without consulting us. And at the end of the day, they are there because we put them there. Well, Leo yes. Bradker isn't, but they're supposed to be there because we put them there. They're supposed to be working for us, not for themselves. And at the end of the day, it's you know, my one question, if any of them knock at my door, is you know, fine, I get that you do a lot for. A lot of people. But what are you going to do for the middle income? You know, the, the new poor. People like us that struggle to yeah. pay for absolutely everything with no help. You promised us you'd take away the USC. Still there. Well, I mean, you yes, and, and Kenny you promised that seven years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are they going to do for this? Like, they I, mean, but, I mean, but look at the disrespect they have for the general public. I mean, when you hear that interview with David McCullough and RTE, and sorry, I don't have the clip of it here, but he said basically the Taoiseach to, to Leo Varadkar, you've made the decision, but you're not going to tell us. And the Taoiseach said, yeah, that's correct. I mean, there's the complete disrespect they have for the general public. In other words, I know when the election is, but I'm not telling you yet. But that man needs to remember something. He needs to remember that he works for us, that he doesn't get to say correct. things like that. That he doesn't get to turn around and well, say, Well, he only barely you know scraped in in Castle Knock the last time, anyway. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't get turn around and say, You know what? You, you plebs don't really understand what's going on, so I'm keeping it to myself because I'm much more intelligent than the last That's kind of what no. it comes across as, yeah. Yeah, he's an, he, he came across as arrogant. And I want to go and, and see things. Kylie this weekend as well, you know what I mean? Or something silly like that. Oh, well, good for him. You know, and that's brilliant. And what he does in his spare time is completely his own business. Fair enough. You know what? But when he is representing us, he doesn't get to hide things. 
I mean, do, do you think do you think Leo Varadkar over the last three years has been a good Taoiseach? I mean, a lot of people no. don't like him. They think he's too focused on his own image and uh, you know, and he's self-serving. And he sucks. And he sucks. Do do, <laughs> do you think he's been a good Taoiseach? No, I think he's been like a drink of water. I think he he's been very just nothing he, he, just nothing he's, 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 he's like vanilla there's nothing I, I just you can't really say anything bad about him but you can't say anything good about him because he's done absolutely nothing you get the impression that he wouldn't stand up for you in a fight that's the, that's the impression I get from him that if our backs were against the wall he'd go with the person that was most serving to him not necessarily best for the country Can I say yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead Mick yeah, yeah go ahead that guy, I have no time for him. I loathe him. I hate him. Well, and, and hate's a very strong word in fairness. I, I'm telling you, Australia, that's the way I feel. I, okay, well, you hate what he represents. I mean, you don't know him I as an individual. Okay, all right. I hate everything about him. Right? Now, he signed uh, this country up to the European Army, okay? But yet he won't pay our own soldiers. Now, I'm an ex-soldier from Irish Army, British Army, and the French Foreign Legion. Um, anyway, he signed it in. All right, and we get they don't, they don't uh, give them the proper wages. They give nothing. We're down to less than six thousand men or something. We've uh, we've naval ships in Cork lying idle because we can't get the crews. What sort of a joke is that? You know, end of story. We need rid of these scum vermin. So all politicians are scum and vermin. I I I'm with you, Mick, a lot of the way, but I can't agree that they're all scum and vermin. I think some of them are actually good. I think some of them work hard for the people. Um, I do believe they're restricted in what they can do by those above them, uh, but I do believe some are actually trying. I believe a lot of them are. Scum. Do you want to use the word scum and vermin? I would just use useless. Uh, but stay there for a second, please. Uh, let me go to Seamus. Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? How are you doing, though? Um, Seamus, um, who will you be voting for and why? Um, I'm going to go for Fianna Fáil and an independent. Um, I can give you a number of reasons as to why you should not vote for Fianna Gael. Well, just going back to Fianna Fáil, it's a new Fianna Fáil, I believe. Or, you know, they're all corrupt at some level, okay? However, at the personal level, if you look at the profile of Michal Martin, he suffered as well at the personal level. There's got to be some sort of character that, you know, can can ref- can bring back the word leadership to the a lot, a lot of Fianna Fáil voters feel betrayed by Fianna Fáil because uh, they, they went they from did, being yeah. a conservative party to white liberal they did you know, they're, they're, they're in bed at the moment with Fianna Gael as we all know however I'll, tell, I'll give you a number of reasons as to why you shouldn't vote for the current regime which is Fianna Gael number one Leo Varadkar I'll just give you six points right okay, we just, I want you to be conscious of what you say on a personal level about him right? no no, yeah. Yeah, no this is keep fact. it political okay. I'll keep it political in fact okay, factual he did state to the country um, only a couple of years back, as you know, and I repeat, uh, I said this before, you know, leave the country, to, as a message to young people, and our, young Irish people in uh-huh. this country, leave the country, move in with your parents or ask them for inheritance. That's right. Then only a couple of years back, or I think, sorry, about a year ago, thereabouts, he endorsed 10% pay rises for uh, TDs and members of government. Uh, only recently as well, uh, just another point. That was, uh, uh, re- so that was reinstating after the... Um, just regard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right, reinsta- right. Well, reinstating, however, yeah. you know, look at the rest of the country. And of course, yeah. No, no, I understand. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, another one is the, the, the recent space of burglaries that took place in Castlenock. He took it upon himself to approach Drew Harris, the Garda Commissioner, to sort that one out for him. What about the rest of the country? But, but as well, but you have, but also, hang on a second, you have to remember, as, a t- as well as being a Taoiseach, he also represents his own constituency as well. He does. Yeah, so he, he's quite entitled to do that. He may be, but it's very convenient yeah. to ask me. 
Um, the RIC, the RIC commemoration could be the final nail in this coffin, which only took place last week. Mm-hmm. The hospital plans that uh, um, look like they're going to clock up a tax bill of two billion, two billion for the for the taxpayer under his term. Uh, another point is the seventy million euro of taxpayers' money he wants to waste on direct provision, which is useless for the people that it's providing uh, housing for, apparently. Per year, right? Seventy million per year. That's another seventy million on top of what they're already spending. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have over ten thousand people registered homeless in this country. Who's he looking after? Three thousand of which almost are children. One point eight million euro wasted of taxpayers' money on a printer, probably to print his letters that he wants to write. It's actually Warden one by it's now gone over two million, I believe. Yeah. Two million euros. That's right. Yeah. Uh, On the twenty ninth of December, there was an article about him as well, stating, I quote. That, or sorry, I won't quote, but basically stating in quotes that he isn't ashamed of his government's housing record. How anyone could say that they're not ashamed of their current government's housing record? They defend us. They, well, they. I mean, they. Well I, well, I understand what you're saying, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you the opposite. They will defend it and say that they have met all the um, proposed housing that they were going plan to build, and that obviously the population increasing has a lot to do with the fact that people obviously don't have well, houses. No, if, if you ask any member of the general public, if you're, not oh no, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you by the way. But I'm just, I'm just giving you the other side of the argument. I agree with a lot of your arguments as well day to day, but you know, if you're working for a company or a private sector organisation. Um, and you know you were breaking all the records, <laughs> you know at the, at the other end of the scale. What would happen? You'd be gone. It's as simple as that. It's it's not even his tenure is not even credible. It's it's kind of an insult to the Irish people, really. Watching what's going so, on. So so you want we, you want to give me a Martin a turn and see how he is? Yeah, he, I think I, I'm not going to go the, the the facts and figures about the, the individual behind uh, within Fianna Fáil itself, but he's the only one at the moment really that is a credible leader in this country. Now, Fianna Fáil did bring the country down um, back in 2005 to 6, mm. 7, thereabouts. Well, I know it was part of a global town, yeah, downturn, but we, we did it in style. And as we know, there's a lot of to that. Our 10 to 12 years in that, uh, in that decade just preceding the, the events of the, 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 the bank, um, banking crisis, they did bring great times to this country. They brought opportunity. I remember people and you know, friends, colleagues of my own, coming out of college could get a job, start off their lives and didn't have to be pushed abroad or told by their leader of their country to leave or ask their parents for inheritance. They, there was opportunity there, and they did bring it to the country. And I do believe, you know... But they had a lot of money. I mean, look at the money they were they, making on stamp duty, for God's well, sake. Well, look at Mr... Look at Mr. Where's Mr. Fiscal with his, um, with, 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 you know, Pascal Donoghue with his books? He's great at talking about figures. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the, the country is fiscally doing well. This is just a, a keep with their, their own uh, crony. Well, well, they even announced during the week they got more... Uh, obviously, the, uh, the self-employed pay their taxes there, uh, you know, going back a few where, weeks. Where, so they the got, they got more money than they expected. More money than they expected. An extra, there was it? an extra two billion or something. Where is it? Well, it goes into the past, well, doesn't it? You know, no. My question is, where is it? And ask the people, where is it? Nowhere to be seen. Look at the state of the hospitals. I mean, it's it's actually sad. But that, yeah, but the hospitals. And I know I'm sounding like I'm criticising every argument, but obviously yeah. it's a debate, okay? But yeah. the hospital situation: sixteen billion last year, an extra billion was thrown in for good measure during the years of top up, right? So seventeen yeah. billion. It's nothing to do with money. 
It's bad management. Now, I, I don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of Simon Harris's. I think he's too young for the job. I don't think he's mature enough for the job. He's out of the depth. He's lost. Well, uh, he is lost. And, and you know, and no harm to him. I don't know the guy. I'm sure he's a nice fella as a person, but he's not He's not fit for the purpose there. I don't believe Man, he's, he's fit for the purpose. But, but in saying that, it's not his fault if it's being badly managed. The money is there. No, I'm sorry. In some sense, I agree at some level at a personal level. But as, a, as a, they're an organisation, they're a group of individuals that have been involved. They call themselves a political party called Fianna Gael. They've had 10 years now to try and put things, some things right. Well, they, they're only accolade, really, as they stand in power whenever they're questioned about what's wrong with the country is to point the blame at their, pre- at their predecessors. They've had a decade now to fix things and they've actually broken every record that's been in the history of the state in terms of homelessness for adults, for children, uh, the housing crisis. It's just like the, there's so many records being broken uh, by them at the, at the wrong side of the scale that it's time to go. You know, they don't serve any good nor purpose for this country anymore and its people. I mean, if, if, you re, if you play back what I've just read to you, like the detail, and that's only six or seven facts, facts political facts about this political party and their tenure in the last 10 years anyone would tell you I think it's time for a change we can't live with this any longer we have to change but wait, Tom just wants to make a point in relation to what you're saying uh, bullshit from that man Michal Martin Martin is very much the Fianna Fáil poster boy for the last Fianna Fáil government that destroyed the country so it's ridiculous to say that he represents a new Fianna Fáil he was also known for enjoying the high life as the Fianna Fáil minister and is renowned uh, for spending the highest amount of ever ever in a hotel room in Geneva I don't know about that uh, during his reign when Bertie Ahern led the country let me finish uh, also Martin did not exactly emerge from the Mahan Tribunal's smelling of roses, even though, even if there was no findings against him. Says someone. You know what? You ask me, I, I agree at some level, Lucas. It's the lesser some evils as opposed to just the two evils, okay? If you want the Sinn Féin government, you know what's going to happen. Well, the, okay? the, I, a lot of it's people I'm talking to now, you know, I wouldn't be a Sinn Féin man, but I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people and it almost seems like Sinn Féin is the protest vote. They are in some respect, but you know what? That just, that just you know, that legitimises the... the the, the uh, ineptitude of the current regime, whereby they think they can just bully the people for so long, and then they end up torn. It's, it's almost like something from, um, uh, in, you know, Black Mirror or, or, or one of these Netflix series, where the, the people are manipulated into a corner, where really it's going to backfire on them, and if we end up with a Sinn Féin government, I mean, the country will collapse. I mean, well, well Neve, I mean, have you ever thought of voting for Sinn Féin? No, and I think people need to be very careful what they wish for, to be honest, I totally agree with pretty much everything that, that he just said. Um, I think one of the kindest things you could say about uh, Leo is that he's out of touch, very out of touch. I mean, that's perhaps not his fault. He comes from a privileged upbringing, and he is privileged. And it's not his fault. He was born into that. But he's out of touch, you know. I mean, when, when, when you say they're out of touch, touch, okay, when you say they're out of touch, I put up a poll earlier on on Twitter there about three hours ago, right? I said, with an election looming and the prospect of politicians groveling at your doorstep for your precious votes, what issue is foremost on your mind? And I was thinking of this because I heard politicians waffling today and they were all waffling on about the same issues. Uh, we can only list four of the polls, so comment below if you have any others you want to talk about. Okay, so I put in housing, healthcare, climate change and immigration. Housing got 23%, tw- uh, 28% for healthcare, climate change, 
4%. In other words, nobody gives a shit about it, really, apart from a few people that shout very loud, uh, and probably the Green Party. Uh, immigration, 45%. Now, that's 2,000, nearly 2,000 votes. Not scientific, it's not a huge sample size, but it's still 2,000 people. And now the 2,000 people, the majority of people, believe that immigration, healthcare, and housing, in that order, are the most important issues. Now, our government doesn't believe immigration is an issue at all. No, do you know why? Because they're kissing the ass of the European bosses. They're looking after themselves. They're cutting deals behind the scenes. And basically, it, it doesn't even add up. I mean, if you but, sure, but, surely, but surely, if, say, Varadkar or Harris or anybody else wanted to be, you know, popular, and if, if it's true that that many people are concerned about immigration, surely they should just come out and say, actually, I'm going to do something about illegal immigration into Ireland. And people are going to get deported if, no, they, if they're not. Yeah, if they're it comes not. back, no, no, it comes back to the argument that they're out of touch. They're out of touch with the mood of the people. They, they, it's, he's not, look, it's not a popularity contest when it comes to the people. That's just to get themselves in the door. His popularity contest is with the bosses in Europe. Where is he going to be in two or three years' time if he's not in power? You can bet your ass he'll be an MEP Europe. in Europe. Of course. Well, we, we, we all know he's been battling that one, yeah. So therefore, really, he does not care about the people. Any leader of a country that turns around to its young people who are looking for some form of hope or leadership or guidance in their own country or, or who want to stay, I mean, what kind of an Ireland do you want your children brought up in, really, at the end of the day? Do you want it under a Fianna Gael government that will tell your children to leave the country, ask your parents for inheritance, or move in with them? What hope is that? It's, it's a sense, I mean, it's a sense of entitlement. That's yeah, a, that's, I mean, this is a, it's this a sense of entitlement. Well, Leo Varadkar's parents might have had enough money to give him money for a deposit for a house, but I know my parents wouldn't have had it. Okay, some of the texts are coming in. Say there, please, folks. Uh, Simon Harris's wife has more qualifications to be health minister than him. That comes in from Mr. McKee. Um, thank you for giving me your second name. <laughs> Appreciate that. I agree with Mick, uh, but we need successful business people to oversee running the, of the country. Fianna Fáil forgot uh, them and they bankrupt the businesses uh, and the country. I think that Michael O'Leary would be a great mentor. Well, here's the problem, and you're right. Successful people, like pe- like people like Alan Sugar and Michael O'Leary, all these kind of successful people. I'm going to mention Dennis O'Brien. I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. Uh, but all those successful businessmen would be better at running a country, I suppose, in some sense. But the problem is they're very successful, they're very wealthy, and they don't need the job. Uh, let me go to Tom, Tom, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Tom? Nile, how are you? Listen, I got, I got to break it down quite simply, and uh, we can go through the major parties. Finnegal, or sorry, Finnegal fucked up the economy. Finnegal have fucked up society. The likes of Labour, the Greens, have just been the hangers on, especially the independents. Now, I'm not a Sinn Féin supporter myself by any means, but the way I look at it is, they are, I think, going to get a large protest vote myself. And I, do you know something? We've tried all the, the other crap that's there. Maybe, maybe give we've seen what Sinn Féin are capable of in the north. Nothing. Yeah, well, so they couldn't like, even get together to form a government for God's sake. But sure, no, and, and housing. Look at housing up the north, for example. Know, no, it's a no, worse no, problem in the I, north than it is down I, here. I know that. Look, I see it myself here. I can give you a local perspective. I live in Limerick at the moment, where the whole housing crisis is quite substantial, and with uh, mental health issues. I'm just giving you the, just from what I've seen myself. And the only ones that seem to be at the forefront of pushing anything are the local representatives. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. But they are, and, but they're socialist party. I, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't believe you were a socialist, Tom. No, I'm much. I'm not saying no, but I'm just talking about the issues that are affecting people. The, the immigration issue in the poll—that's just a, a divisive process. Um, the government are using. The government have been have become very good at playing us against them, conquer and divide tactics over the last few years. They've been pushing one in, one agenda to get another agenda through. That's what they've been doing. Another another thing that um, 
I'm not going to take any swipes at Leo Varadkar like that. I look, I think he's inept. I think he's. I, Dave, if I'm being honest, I think they're so far detached from reality at the moment that people are suffering, and we see that. Like all you have to do is go through the figures that were there last year. With well, he put out a little video on New Year's Eve there, uh, two I and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah, of all the great yeah. things that he's done. Yeah. What about the negative things that have happened? He didn't mention them in his video. No, but see, he's not going to because that's an electioneering posture. That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. My own view is, look, um, I, I think it's going to wind up. I think both parties now are courting the Greens and possibly Labour. I think the Greens will get a vote, but I I do think Sinn Féin will get a lot of votes. Yeah, vote. the Greens got a, in the last local election, yeah. got a lot of protest votes. I think they're, and I they think also got a bit off the back. I mean, look, they've Greta Thunberg to thank for a lot at the moment uh, because they're getting a few votes off the back of the whole yeah. panic-stricken climate change people. I just think, uh, look, if I'm honest, me as a voter, I'm just sick of the way this country's gone because I know I'm around my daughter for immigration. I know that myself. I don't want her to stay in this country. If this country, my, my daughter's half Polish, being honest, if, if, the, if this country stays on the track, it's on... I want her to go to Poland. I don't want her. To, I don't want her to have anything to do with it. Well, I don't country. know if it's much better in Poland. I say, well, I put it to this, and I, uh, I, I've lived over there for a few years. I'm not saying it's much better. I'm not saying it's utopia. I can see why so many left. But as it goes, the healthcare system is better. The education system is better. It has its own faults, like any other country does, and any society. But at the way things are going here, she'll probably be in a position she'll never be able to afford her own house. You know what I mean? And, and you see, one thing that we've got in this country, and it's been bred to us since day one, and you know it yourself, Niall, you're no one unless you have a house. That's been bred into us. Mm-hmm. The likes of the European model has been, look, you've greater security of tenure. It's cultural. It's a cultural thing that we like to own our own homes. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. I'm that's okay, yeah. I, look, I'm, I'm into myself. Mm-hmm. It's not... Not a big deal for me. I can get over that. Do you know where I'm coming from and get on with it? You know, that's life. But the problem that we have here at the moment is, is I think the biggest one is, look, I could go on about the immigration thing. I'm not going to because, look, I, I don't know enough about it to make an educator's comment on it. What I will say is 10,000 people homeless, 3,000 of that is children. And what we're seeing is a new term that's starting to be used is the homeless community. The fact that we're doing that is, and look, Niall, do you know I'm going to say something now that people mightn't like? Do you know something? It's our own fault. We're the greatest show of fucking hypocrites in this country. We'll roar and shout about water charges, and rightly so. Yes, we do sweet fuck all about innocent women that have died of cervical cancer because of, how would you put incompetence? Basically incompetence in certain cases. So, in other words, once a bit of time elapses and the elections come around again, we vote for the same people that we were given out about four years ago. Look, take the example here in Limerick. Willie O'Dea, Tipperary, Mick Lowry. If they never never put up a poster, they will walk in. Again, that's generational, isn't it? It's generational. The same goes for the Healy Rays, for example, yeah. Yeah, but if you look at it, in those areas, they deliver for the local community. We've got to get rid of this whole Paris punk ideology. Well, that's what I was just going to say, yeah. We have to get rid but, of But that. in saying that, you know, Neve made a good point earlier on that although she wasn't a fond, fond of the party, the local representatives from the party were very good to her and they were very good to the local people. So you, I, that does count for something as well. It, it, look, at a local level, 
local level, that's fine. But you see, it's the national level, everyone's getting affected. You see, this, this is the thing. I'll just give you this one example, right? The children's hospital. It would have been better for them to build that on a greenfield side off the M50. Absolutely. It would have given better access for people coming with their kids. It would have given better access for the emergency services to get through there. Yeah. Like this fucking thing doesn't even it doesn't even have a helicopter pad that can take one of the S ninety twos, which is the Coast Guard helicopter. I I don't know who was responsible for the planning and and giving the planning permission for the hospital where it is, but they need to down tools now and just stop and relocate it. It was a, it's it's a ridiculous place to put a hospital in the center of a city that already has a problem with traffic. I don't you know what I mean. Yeah, we can't see the methodology. Well, the original the original site wasn't it wasn't at the matter or beside the matter hospital. Yeah. Do you know where it would have been an ideal spot for the national children? That was hospital? just as bad, by the way, the matter hospital. But go on, yeah. After this, would have been at Lone. Yeah. It's the centre of the country. You've got a rescue helicopter there on the west coast over in. in um, you've got one. You've got one one. Eight, oh, sorry, one one. One uh, one of the rescue helicopters over in Mayo. You've got one one. Uh, five in Shannon. You've got one one seven in Waterford, and one one eight in Dublin. And you've point. got the ICR or this new helicopter service in Cork. Like the Air Corps uh, medical response helicopter can respond more or less anywhere in less than an hour, the golden hour, to anywhere in the country. Yeah, so in a way, and, and also it would have better access for everybody. Yes, it would be a little bit more inconvenient for the dubs because, of course, you'd have to travel, you know, uh, forty-five minutes or an hour to that loan. There's a fucking motorway into it. Either angle, there's a motorway into all, all angles of Atlow and more like yeah, no, I, I would, no, I wouldn't disagree with you completely. I, I, didn't, I never agreed it should have been in Dublin City because that's a stupid place to put a massive hospital uh, that everybody would want to have access to. Well, sorry, Seamus, just stay there because I want to come to Niall, another Niall, by the way. I want to come to him first and I'll come back to Seamus because I know you want to say something. Sorry, Niall, go ahead. Hi. Um, I, like, I'm not... First of all, I'm liberal. Right. And I'm a millennial, so you won't like that. But um, well, I've no objection to you being alive. That's just, <laughs> that's just saying. That. But um, I won't be voting for Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil. Okay, who will you be voting for? Um, most likely, um, uh, independent. Okay. Uh, but um, I might vote for um, social democrats. Right. I might, if if there's any. I tend to vote for younger um, politicians who are just trying to um, well, that's no make harm, a name yeah. for themselves. That's no harm, provided you believe what they're saying to you. But, I mean, and what are the issues that you believe are the ones that we should be focused on? Okay, well, housing. Yep. There needs to be affordable housing, not so much social housing. Before I, I, think we're all, I think we're all in agreement on that. I think that's, that's a given um, at this stage. I think climate change needs to be done, and I think... What do you think, what do you think needs to be done with climate change? Um, I think we should, like, the better implement... I mean, I honestly don't believe that this sort of, um, what was it, the electric cars um, by 2030. You don't believe that, no. Um, well, honestly, what's going to happen to hybrid cars? Yeah, I I, I I don't know. I, I, these are I look. This know. is a soundbite by Leo and the gang that we're going mm. to get rid of cars by twenty thirty. That's not going to happen. Sure, even but, even in Britain they said twenty forty five. For God's yeah, sake, you well, know. you had to, but you had to count in the people who have hybrids. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but 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 you like? Are you happy to see people being taxed? Um, you know, to pay the bills for the climate chart or the climate changes. Um. 
It depends if the money, where the money is going to. But I mean, but you are happy to see people paying more tax because of it. It all depends on what, where the funding is going to. If no, no, I'm, I'm, if the funding is going to, well, what you believe is the right place, for example, to rid us of fossil fuels and uh, to reduce our CO, CO2 emissions, do you believe it's fair to charge people more money for diesel, more money for petrol, more money for heating oil, yeah, more money for any fossil fuels? Not really, no, because the... Um it's, it's well, then you're, well, then you're not really a climate change supporter. Much money is the, you know, they're not really getting what yeah. they should. You, you mean you get you get more money when you're on social welfare? Um, so I don't know. I don't think that is the way to go. But I do think that we should be planning ahead towards climate change. Um, Okay, well, let me just go to Seamus on that. Seamus, climate change. Uh, you know, I've heard I heard this morning on RTE about five or six politicians, every one of them threw it in. It's almost like a little buzzword now. Yeah, uh, they have to because Greta Thunberg brought it to the forefront and yeah. every young person <laughs> in the world is watching it, you know. So they'll, you know, any government that her obviously is going to go with the, with, the, with the crowd. It's like saying squirrel at the stage, isn't it? Yeah, squirrel! Yeah, yeah, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, look, at climate change, we're all for it. I agree with, you know, aspects of it. Uh, but on a grander scale, as you've mentioned before as well, we're we're a small little island on a very big world, you know. And, and there are yeah, us big, fleecing big, the people with taxes is not yeah, going to make a difference I mean, to what Korea and China put it out. Having in a net Taoiseach, uh, Mr. Vracker, stand there, uh, you know, uh, before his European and international counterparts and sta- make statements, you know, representing this country and its people, saying that we're going to set an example to the big. The, you know, the, the, the no, bigger powers in this world. No, by, by, you I know, don't think we're going to accept an example. I think that's just being crazy. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, these are ridiculous statements that came from your, your current T-shirt. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know. In fairness to Niall, he's not voting for him anyway, so... I'm not voting for him. Nobody will. <laughs> 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 I haven't heard anybody come on tonight that is voting for him. Also, I'd be, well, I'd be no, worried no, if I was him. Oh, you want Sorry, Niall, about social welfare. Yeah, I think... I don't like the way that... Uh, people with disabilities are brushing the carpet and not being um, uh, put. Uh, oh, you uh, you uh, that's what you were before that. You have a disability, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. I want I want um, a better implement to be better infrastructure for people to come on uh, to be people to be able to go into the workplace. Yep. I think Ireland falls very short in the world when it well certainly in civilized society yeah, when it comes to employment of people we, with disability. We just brush these people under the carpet. Yeah, yeah, that you're almost an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. We need to do more when it comes to that. Uh, sorry, Seamus, finish what you're saying. There, no, just, just to, I agree with him there, but just just to say, like the current government are inept when it comes to planning, spending money, and uh, allocation of state funds for services. They have just displayed throughout their whole term their complete ineptitude. The reason you should have a change of government, and whether it be Fianna Fáil or independence or a combination thereof, is that you will have, I mean, Pascal Dunne is going to come out now, Mr. Fiscal, and say to the country, oh, we're have 5% growth. Well, if we have 5% growth, um, I'd rather we have a change of government, you guys step away, and we'll take a new government that can allocate the funds properly and show aptitude when it comes to allocating state funds for the people of the country. Because this current government under Fianna, uh, Fianna Gael you know, uh, some, mm-hmm. you know, whether Simon Harris, Leo Varadkar, Colby and Co, and, and Mr. Fiscal, uh, Pascal Dunhill, <laughs> they're great to talk about numbers on a book or an accountancy uh, uh, TAS book. 
but when it comes to like uh, you know give me an example or something like that and, and show me what your people are, are you know oh well, I heard I heard them today I don't know who it was I heard today um wasn't Matthew McGrath I can't remember who it was on RT today saying uh, that by the end of this month he's hoping to, you know this is a super time to have an election because I'm bringing in legislation at the end of this month and sure they said to him but you've had four years to bring it in so why didn't you bring it in before you know yeah, well, though, no, obviously he was in this position, know, this ministerial position, whoever he was. I can't remember who he was. Um, you know, you've had the last four years to bring it in. Why don't you choose to bring it in now just for an election? Let me go to Billy and then I'm going to come to uh, Niall McConnell as well, who's running in Donegal. Say there, Niall, I'll be just a second. Billy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Billy? Hello, Niall. How are you keeping? Good, Billy. Who are you voting for and why? I have no idea, Niall. Right. I'll tell you who I voted for in the past. I voted Senegal the last time around. Right. Do you regret, um, do you regret that or are you happy with your vote? I'm happy with my vote because I remember coming out of college in 2009 and the country was pretty much in the toilet. Anyone coming out of college either left the country to go teaching elsewhere, get jobs elsewhere, or uh, you went on the dole and you tried to work your way out. And in 2011, unemployment was at 15% and today it's at Mm 4.8%. Average industrial income has gone up. I know a lot of people will say that that's not true, but... If you look at the statistics, it is. Yeah, but unemployment now, may be at an all-time low, but yet there are a lot more um, minimum wage jobs now than there was before. Say, for example, during the Celtic Tiger, people were earning a lot more. Not disagreeing with you. And if you look at it now, people are actually earning more on average at 39000 as opposed to 34000 back in 2011. So things have well, 2011, as you rightly pointed out, between 2000, end of 2008 and 2014, the country was in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, and there's no denying that. But if you go back to 2009, even I don't think the the salaries, the average salary was at 39,000 euro. But I, I, if I go back to 2006 I, during the Celtic Tiger when Fianna Fáil were in, people's average salary was a lot higher than that. I don't think so. I know well, I, well, well, I, I, I know most people. I'd say I, I, I'll just use the media for example. I was earning more in 2002 than I'm earning now. In the media, but the media is what a small percentage of people. Yeah, no, I'm just anyway. giving you an example, and I know a lot of people, even public servants, t- took a pay cut of twenty, thirty percent. Hasn't been completely reinstated yet. Uh, in the private Huntington sector, most people were hit by twenty or thirty percent. Haddington Road has been uh, has restored, and I heard one of your, your contributors earlier on talking about TDs getting money back. Yeah, I was under the Haddington Road agreement, but Absolutely, anyway, yeah, yeah. Splitting, splitting hairs on the issue. I, I don't think I vote for Fine Gael. They have made a balls out of housing. So people even with good jobs can't get mortgages. The banks will not give uh, will will only give three point five percent, and that's a central bank. And is, but but is that and I'm not defending Fine Gael here, but is that just not their fault? And the fact that a the population has increased astronomically in the last thirty years, particularly, and also they're really just putting out the fire, aren't they? Well, they are putting out the fire, and I, I give them credit for putting out the fire to the extent they have. Uh, Fianna Fáil wouldn't get a vote either because they crashed. They crashed the ship, as, as you yeah, said. Yeah, but is it the, is, is it the same time. party? Is it the same party that crashed the ship? There is a few of them in there, all right. There's plenty. Uh, Michal Martin was was Minister for Health, Minister for Foreign Affairs. Eamon O'Keeve is still there. He's got the old, old school Fianna Fáil DNA. Um, there's plenty of them that are still there. Now, in, in fairness, there's likes of Jack Chambers, Lisa Chambers that have come through that are a newer generation. But have they drank from the poison chalice that is Fianna Fáil? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Labour Party, they're, they're great in theory until they actually get into power and then they turn out be, to be more extreme and conservative than, than the worst parties that are of that ilk anyway. Well, they're, um, they're certainly losing the race over the last 10 years anyway, that's for sure. The Social Democrats, hmm. they're all things all men. 
understand women. They, they can't decide in a policy because they're too afraid that it'll annoy someone. So I, I don't think they'll get a vote. Sounds um, like someone familiar like being a Gale. Well, if you look at the Social Democrats, they definitely try and keep everyone happy. Fine Gael know they've pissed a lot of people off over the last couple of years, that's for sure. And Sinn Féin, they'd never get a vote. I heard one of your contributors earlier on, Niall, talking about the Defence Forces and the way that they've been treated over the last 10 years has been absolutely abysmal. The cuts in pay for young lads going in as recruits and privates into the Defence Forces has been terrible. Some of them living on less than 1,200 euros. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. If you're going to have a defence force or if you believe we need one and we have one, you should pay them properly. Exactly. Yeah. There's, lad, there's, there, there's members of defence forces. It was in the journal the other day. I know it's one of your favourite publications. But referencing <laughs> that there's 150 plus of them that are living on housing assistance payments to, to pay the rent. People That's who disgraceful, are yeah. should not be living on housing assistance payment. They're giving up their time they're doing duties on a, on a daily basis. Some of them are getting absolutely ridden multiple times a week doing 24-hour duties and getting a pittance for, for uh, tw- by 24, 25 euro for doing a 24-hour duty. Like, it's, it's not on and it's not fair in this day and age. Uh, there's one candidate running in Kildare South, Cahill Berry, who's an uh, ex-member of the Ranger Wing and a doctor. If I was in his constituency, I'd be very much voting for him because I think he's got his, he's got his head screwed on right and he's you know, okay, but you're, but you're, but you're not in his sense. constituency. So right. who who are you giving your vote? Who are you giving your vote to? I'll have to see. Well, hang on, Seamus. So who are you giving your vote to? Sorry. I, at, at this at this stage, Niall, I have no idea. But you know, I'm I'm finding it finding it difficult to vote for any of them because I don't see. I don't see. I think I think I think it's pretty sad that everybody is saying the same thing that they don't know who they're going to vote to. Sorry, Seamus, you want to say something there, Tim? No, Go ahead. Just the, just the point he made there about this, uh, whoever it was being a doctor. We currently have a T-shirt who's a doctor who made a ridiculous statement there that, uh, only within the last couple of weeks, looking to um, uh, what is it? Increase the, uh, the, the the pub license there or to yeah, it's twenty-four hour license, yeah, yeah, twenty-four hour licenses. But what happens with the? Uh, the I mean, that was one of the reasons they actually cut the. Cut back on the. I mean, one of the reasons they cut back on that that, that whole term was uh, to to take the pressure off the hospital. I mean, this James is. I mean, this is James a GP. Well, well, he, well, he's not the first one to suggest that. I was at uh, a talk show in two thousand and two. And I'm trying to remember who the Minister of Justice was at the time I interviewed him. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Fianna Fáil, Minister of Justice. In the current government, anyway. I mean, the statements they're making... But uh, he, was, he suggested the same thing, of a 24-hour licence. Yeah, uh, uh, it's just it's ludicrous stuff. To be but, well, it is in this day and age to suggest that we should increase the problem that we already have when it comes to alcohol dependency in this country. Uh, but, but stay there, both of you, for a second, if you possibly can, Billy and also Seamus. Let me just go to Niall O'Connell, who's actually running in the election in Donegal as an independent. Uh, Niall, good evening to you. How are you? How's it going, Niall? Uh, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, Niall, I mean, I'm not going to ask you who you'd vote for, <laughs> but why should people vote for you? Well, first and foremost, um, I put the Irish nation first and the Irish people. My loyalty lies to no one else but the Irish people and the Irish nation. Um, I've been very active myself. Um, it's actually ironic that I'm calling into the show because I have my own radio show um, on my own YouTube channel called The Irish Patriot. Um, I have uh, my own call and show people call in, uh, voice their opinions, and it's, it's just, it feels a bit strange me calling into the show. Mm-hmm. But, but that being said, why should you vote for me? Um, I've been very active on exposing this radical sex indoctrination they're trying to inju- introduce to our children. In fact, they're already doing it. Um, and this is the new sex head bill of the US, new ORC. Yes, but also, uh, another, another branch of that is this, um, porn literacy that is, um, emerged out of NUIG, 
um, this liberal hellhole, as I call it. We have these. Are you? Um, but can I ask you? Are you a Christian? No. no. Um, yeah, I'm open Catholic. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, know, I didn't ask you to be ashamed. I'm just curious. I just want to know if that was influencing your your feelings on the matter. But oh, like, when, when, when you said when you said you represent the Irish people or you want to represent the Irish people, um, who do you consider to be Irish? What's your, what's your definition of Irish people? Is that people living on the island of Ireland, or is that people who have are genetically Irish? In other words, indigenously Irish. No, you have to have a loyalty to the nation. Okay, so to define a loyal, so if I come from Poland or if I come from Nigeria and I've been living here for the last 20 years and I've gained Irish citizenship, am I an Irish person? Um, there definitely is an ethnic um, identity to it. There absolutely is. Um, there but is but a, am I Irish? If I have an Irish passport, am I Irish? No, you're not, no. So what am I? Well, you're a Pollock. Like if I move, if I move to China and I get a Chinese passport, does that make me Chinese? Well, it makes make you, you it does it does make you a Chinese citizen. No, but like that's I would call them paper Irish. Well, but they are Irish citizens. Um, no, no, I'm not, not. I'm not talking about people who are living illegally in the country. I think everybody or most people would agree that we have to have some control over immigration. Um, I'm not talking about people who are illegally in the country or people who are waiting status or who are due to be deported. I'm talking about people who have been here for twenty, thirty years, gained Irish citizenship through naturalisation. Do you not believe they should be treated the same? Well, they should be treated the same. I, but I don't. It's not that. It's not that I hate anyone else, but my loyalty lies to the Irish people. Like, we've been here for thousands of years. My ancestors have been here for thousands of years. So if, I, so if I live in Donegal, and I originate from China, and I'm here for 25 years and I have an Irish passport, you, you, my loyalty, I won't get loyalty from you. Well, no, you're, you're, you're not an Irishman. You might have a passport that says you're Irish, but no, you're not Irish. So I won't Sorry, get... Niles? Yeah, yeah, Seamus. Billy no. or Niles, just, just want to ask him a question. Uh, how many generations do you have to go back to qualify as being Irish underneath his, his ethnostate? Um, well, the Bible says seven generations. Seven generations. So in that case, I'm not Irish. By your, by your, your justification, I'm not Irish. Even though I was born in Ireland, my parents are Irish, my grandparents are Irish, I'm not Irish under your ethnic st- status as being Irish. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. And tell me, have you served this state? Huh? You remember the defense, have you been a member of the Defence Forces? Have you been a member of Angarda Shikana? Have you made an oath to the state to serve it? No, my ancestors have been here no, for thousands of years. You can, you, can you prove that? Is that, is that an Ancestry.com proof, or, or what's the basis of that like? No, we don't have to pick this apart. I would like to talk about my policies. Well, hang on, James. I think it's fair. You know, if you're putting oh. yourself out there, and and your opening line sorry, to no, me was, James, you're the wrong one. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Your opening line was, Niall, that you want to represent and be loyal to the Irish people. I think it's fair to pick apart your apart your argument as to what you define as an Irish person. And you know, you know, you've now reduced the amount of Irish people in this country, probably down to um, a couple of hundred thousand. I wouldn't agree. Well, with you've that. just gone back seven generations. Yeah, well, like that—that's—that's that's what my faith um, tells me. You know, that's what the Bible says. You know. No, no. Can I just interject there? I think the detective, this independent, uh, he, he's looking to, um, you know, he's probably trying to err on the side of what we call, in, in, in quotes, Irish people. But like, maybe one of his policies is to try and 
you know, close the doors in terms of immigration or regulated a bit more. Like, well, no, no, I, I don't. I don't have an issue with anybody who wants to regulate immigration and enforce immigration policy because that's what immigration policy is for. And those who are genuinely in vulnerable situations and are in need of a red carpet, I think they should get it. And those who are not shouldn't because we we don't have room for economic migrants. So I, I'm not suggesting for a minute that you know he's wrong in suggesting that there should be some level of loyalty to Irish people. But this idea that you know Irish people you, you, for Irish people you have to go back to before somebody's been naturalised and before seven generations but okay but Niall let, let's deal with other policies that you have because I think we focus a bit too much on that already um, but but just one more I'd like to uh, rebuttal some of what you're saying there like I don't understand this outward preference and self-loathing for your own people I don't, I ha- I don't have any self-loathing for my own people well, you sort of sound in there like, like you're sort of kind of a bunch of West Brits, to be quite honest with you. Well, because, because we don't accept your idea or your definition of what's Irish. Well, I don't know. You, uh, where does your loyalty lie? Does it loyalty I don't. Well, yeah, well, hang on. No. I, I'm very loyal to Ireland, but I don't know whether my family tree goes back seven generations in Ireland. I know my, my no, grandfather was Irish. My great-grandfather was probably Irish. That's as far as I go back. Niall, there was a good example in, in Western Europe in the uh, 30s and 40s of someone who wanted multiple generations of... I, don't, I, can't, I actually can't even understand what that man's saying. Okay, he's saying basically what you're saying is fascism. Um, I don't even know what that is. Um, I'm an Irish nationalist. Um, I you, don't you've know never heard fasc- the word fascism before, of course. Uh, you can you, can you, I don't know, maybe you want to explain it to me. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not, I'm not going to go down and sit, I'm not going to be childish about the whole thing. Okay, let's move on to your other policies, okay? So Niall okay. McConnell, uh, who's running in Dullacall as an independent. What, mm-hmm. are, what else are you focused on? Housing? No, well, just uh, I didn't get to finish on the topic of this radical sex indoctrination. Um, I've been focusing heavily on NUIG Galway. Um, this is where all this perversion is coming from. For example, they have actually these quote-unquote sex educators um, who have degrees in porn. Um, I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. And I caught one of these sex educators red-handed on April 2019 that she was teaching 16-year-olds porn literacy. And she tweeted out a picture of a flip chart with the most disgusting pornographic terms. I'm, I won't repeat um, the terms that she used, but just imagine the most disgusting terms. She was teaching this to our children. Oh, and what, what age group was she teaching those particular terms or defining those terms? She said in the tweet below or a comment that they were for 16-year-olds. Well, 16-year-olds, if you're talking about terms and... I, I, I wouldn't be objecting to 16-year-olds being told that, for example, pornography, uh, you know, for example, is something that is not real. It's fantasy. And what that, about bestiality? Should you be te- telling them about Well, bestiality? I should be telling them that I would be telling a 16-year-old that it's illegal and that right. it's disgusting and depraved. Well, in my opinion, they shouldn't be exposed to this kind of stuff at all. Well, 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 well with the greatest respect, your opinion is your opinion. But I can tell you now that the average 16-year-old has seen more porn than you and I. No, I don't oh, agree no, with no, that. No, it doesn't, doesn't make it right. Like, you know, I just think... No, 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 I'm, I'm not... I, by the way, there's a lot of the US RSE and sex education bill next year that I don't agree with. Um, you know, I, a lot of the gender stuff that I don't agree with. But, you know, the fact... We're talking about porn literacy, but we're talking about 16-year-olds, not 7-year-olds or 8-year-olds, 16-year-olds. I think it's yeah. important that we make sure that young boys and young girls don't have some un, some unjust expectation from sex. But in an interview with the coming out of NUIG Galway, she says that they want, she wants to introduce it to younger folk, younger children as well, not only 16-year-olds. Okay, well, I, I don't know because, you know, Katie's obviously on the air, but I'm assuming she's talking about young teenagers. I would hope that she wouldn't be talking about it younger than that and talking about porn. And I would like to think that, that would be age-appropriate. Now, 
to move on to the, from that and RSE and the sex education bill, what parts of the sex education bill, which is due, it's now at a third stage in the Shannon, uh, or the Senate, shall I say, what parts of the bill uh, do you object to? Um, well, I've already covered the sex, and I've, I've about four or five other things. Is that, can we just move on to a couple of other things? Okay, now, please? Well, okay very quickly, then go on. Uh, okay, so another thing, if not the most important thing, is mass emigration. Our hardest working um, Irish are leaving the country. 30 to 50,000 are leaving every year. They're forced out of the country because we're importing hundreds of thousands of cheap foreign laborers. Um, our doctors are leaving, our nurses are leaving, our car- carpenters are leaving. Or, you know, and it's the, it's the most important generation too. It's extremely important because... And I'm not going to disagree with you, but in relation to nurses, for example, if you go to any of the major hospitals in this country, you will see that the majority of the people and the nurses that work there are not Irish. Um, and if we were to depend on Irish nurses to stay here, we would be snookers and we wouldn't have a healthcare care system at all. Well, we, we, uh, depend on, we depend on nurses coming from no, other countries. No, I, I, that's not true either because our, our nurses have been forced out. They're not being given full-time jobs. For example, here they in are being given. They, they move to the NHS because they're better opportunities. No, well, uh, from my own personal experience of talking to nurses in Donegal, none of them are offered um, full-time jobs. They're only offered um, 19 hours a week. That, well, well, that doesn't go across the board because the majority of nurses that are around at the moment, and particularly in Dublin or in the, in the city, in the major hospitals, or in Limerick or Cork or Galway, are being offered full time jobs. It's just well, there isn't well, enough of them. Sorry, Nigel, but tell that to the hundreds of young nurses in uh, Sydney who are begging to come home. And they, but they, they, but they, but they went. Time. Hang on, a lot of nurses went to Dubai. They went to Sydney. They went into the NHS. A because they went. Some of them went for more money. Now, mind you, the NHS doesn't pay a huge amount more, but they do in Sydney, and they certainly do in Dubai. And a lot of them went over there because they get more money and they've better promotion. Yeah, well, I understand that, Nigel. Because Ireland that. is a small country. No, but you, see, that, that's the whole problem. They're being forced out, and I agree. Wages are a big problem. So why don't we pay our nurses and our doctors an adequate wage? And now stop treating our doctors. But, 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 um, but, but you just said to me that there's uh, people coming in, nurses and doctors from abroad, on cheap labour. They're not in cheap labour in the hospitals. They get paid the same as Irish nurses. Um, that's problem, but, no, but, the, the, there's no incentive. No, no, I, no I, I'm not disagreeing with his point totally. No. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, if we didn't have those nurses that were coming in from all around the world... Uh, most of them from outside Europe would be snookers. Oh, come on, no, that's just say one thing. Like, uh, we would. One thing with the mass emigration and then the mass influx of um, mass immigration of cheap labour. A lot of this is being force-fed by the Leo Varadkar. No, no, and I, I am agreeing with his point that we shouldn't be allowing unskilled workers into the country. No other country allows unskilled people in, you know, based on a visa system or an immigration policy. You have to have a profession. You have to have a promise of a job. In the UK, when Brexit happens, you will have to be earning over £35,000 to be allowed into Great Britain at a promise of a job. And you have to be a skilled worker or a profession that a British person can't do. And that's the way normally that visa applications work. We shouldn't be allowing people to come in unemployed. That, that's, that, that's a given, and I agree with that. Uh, sorry, sorry, Billy, you want to say something there? Go ahead. Niall, um, this is, you know, it's, it's the General Doherty rhetoric coming in here. It's, it's the, you know, Im- immigrants are taking our jobs. For the most part, as I said earlier on, we've got a 4.8% unemployment rate. There's more jobs than there are people in the country at this stage. You know, no, I, I agree with you that there should be certain there should be certain skill levels before people come in, and unskilled labour coming in is isn't going to is going to probably cause problems down the line. And we also have issues with housing not having adequate enough housing for people to come in. But 
to be honest with you, if someone wants to come and work in Ireland, they have a job to come to, and there's housing for them, and they're willing to pay tax. They're willing to pay tax and pay for their own housing, yeah. And keep, and keep the society going and contribute to society, I say welcome them. Oh, uh, but see, I don't you know, understand. Well, okay, so let I, I respond to that. Go ahead now. I don't see. I don't understand this um, self-loving outward preference to foreigners. Um, we are happy to import cheap foreign labour that, that, like very, uh, just very basically, basic economics drives down the wages. We have ten thousand that we know of, probably fifteen thousand in the twenty-six counties, um, are homeless at the minute. And how come we're able to house um, these foreigners we're bringing into the country? Okay, we're going we to ask you a house question house about, about cheap foreign labour, right? Um, there will always be, every country in the world does it, by the way, um, people who come into countries as students, for example, um, who have their student visa expires or whatever it is, but hang around for a couple of years afterwards until they get caught and kicked out. Uh, who will end up working in garages, who will end up working in takeaways, who will end up working in nightclubs, cleaning the toilets. Uh, jobs that uh, Irish people probably won't do. Your Irish people that you talk about. And that's always been the case. There no, are jobs out there that people will just not do because either either low-paying jobs and B, they're just probably not the most you know welcoming jobs in the world. So, uh, And we always tend to see people who have come into the country who might be studying or doing, doing those jobs. That's always been the case, hasn't it? No, like, how has that always been the case? Maybe in recent times, because, eh? um, you know, I can remember. Uh, no, like, and, I'm 56. And re- recent generations have become very weak, um, especially the men. And um, we're not, we're not real men anymore. But oh. um, that's another story for another day. Right. Um, I just like to talk about another. I'm a real man. I'm sure you I are, are now. <laughs> another, no, another, the, sorry, the Irish, the Irish patriot there. The one thing I'd like to say, and I'll finish on the only self-loading and hatred I've heard here is from him. He sounds like he hates himself. No confidence to be able to be with people from outside of the country. You know, there's absolute ardent racism from him. Talking about creating some sort of Irish ethno state that only seven generations back can live in. It's, it's actually it's disgusting to hear someone from this country that is welcoming, that, that gave the Cade Mill of Falsa to hundreds of thousands of people who visit here on a yearly basis. You know, this type of stuff coming from it, it it's... it's Disgusting. Hold on, give, give him the right to respond to that. Go ahead now. Well, there's more self-loathing from this man here. You go and tell that to all the mothers and fathers um, who have sons and daughters that were forced out of the country to Australia. That, and, and I agree America. with you. That's what, and, and, and that happened more so in 2010, 11 and 12, of course, when the country yeah. collapsed. And, and I understand and I was, that. I was one of them people. I was forced yeah, but out that, to that, that, But that was, a, that was a circumstance. We, we went into a, a recession. Ireland was in a recession. There's no reason, for example, well, apart from housing is a big problem in this country at the moment for young people wanting to get housing on the housing ladder. But at the moment, there's plenty of opportunities for young people leaving college if they have the yeah, skills. But, yeah, but the fact that we've opened borders and we're importing cheap foreign labour, it drives, automatically drives down the wages. wages. It's just basic economics. When you bring in cheap foreign labour, like the, there's more... But you're you're almost sounding like we're, we're going around recruiting it. You know, I mean, people, I, I completely agree with you that we don't have room for economic migrants. I completely agree with you that we should have immigration. Well, we do have an immigration policy and it should be enforced. But I do also believe that there are people that come from countries unfo- who are less fortunate than us, whose lives genuinely are in danger. And there is an asylum process that we have signed up to and there is a refugee program that we have signed up to. And, you know, and basically it's called being humane. Being humane, right? Well, can I move to Japan? And, and by the way, I am, I'm agreeing with you in the sense that there are many people coming into this country illegally and, you know, and for some reason or another, we tend not to deport people. And I, I understand the logic behind that. No, but like... But uh, I'm not going to... Your, your seven-generation nonsense is... 
bizarre to be say the least. But like, hold on. So, but Japan, no, here I'm. A, I should be allowed to chat here. Japan and China, they, they control their borders. No, this is not I Japan and China. Thankfully, but, 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 but if they're, do you want to? Do you like China? Do you like the way they run their country? No, no, I don't. No, but I'm just. I'm making an example here. I find, no, look, just can I make move a point, there, uh, Can I make my point? If I move to Japan or China or, for example, Israel, do you think they would allow me to sit on social welfare? And do you think they would give me? No, they're different countries. No, and, and you're right. And people should not be allowed to come to Ireland and sign on social welfare and sign up for housing without actually contributing to the state. I completely agree with you. And that's why you, we have an immigration policy whereby you must apply for a visa, unless, of course, you're an asylum seeker or a refu- on the refugee programme. You have to sign up for a visa and you have to have a promise of a job. But, yeah. that, but unfortunately, yes, we have been remiss when it comes to that policy for some liberal reason. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Sorry, Seamus, you wanted to say something? No, no, yeah, no, just for some liberal reason. But just, just uh, I'm coming in from a neutral point, um, point of view there. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to agree on either side there, but... You know, when you talk about them... Um, you don't agree with the seven generations thing, do you? No, 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 I don't. I'm sure I wouldn't fit into that bracket anyway. So, yeah. you know, he, he's lost well, me. I'd be on the plane shipped out as well, you know? Ah, yeah. But I mean, I see myself as... Or, as <laughs> sorry, since they come, I've been here since the beginning. Uh, how, many, how many generations? Uh, I'm here for four and a half generations now. Wow, well, you're not Irish. <laughs> Niall says you're not Irish, you're not Irish. That's the end of it. I would like to move on. And to move I'm, not, I'm just saying, Niall, you said he wasn't can, Irish. Can I, can I just say, some of my family are actually from, uh, the, from Donegal as well and Derry. So. Ah, but they're not I'm Irish either. I'm not Irish either, no. no. They go way Are, back, way no, back. No, you, you, you continue to make fun of me. I am. When, I, when I'm making fun of that silly fact that you're not Irish unless you go back seven generations. No, I, I was in class. I, was, I, went to, I went to university. I went to college. I was in the same class as one of his colleagues there, Pierce Doherty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I know he's a Sinn Féiner, but, like, that, you know... He's not a Sinn Féiner, he's an independent. <laughs> no, I know, but, you know, he's, he's up there anyway, like, in Donegal. Uh, Look, at, I, you know, when you talk, like, you, you refer to, um, you know, this liberal viewpoint. It's almost like a liberal Nazi viewpoint that's been um, pushed out by Fianna Gael at, at a social level now, which is even more dangerous nowadays. I mean, there was an independent... Uh, uh, um, uh, TD from uh, um, from from Cork, I think uh, Michael Collins, who's on um, the the, uh, the what's the, the TV show there was uh, Matt Cooper. Uh, oh yeah, the Tonight Show. Yeah, I've been on it a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he made a comment saying, you know, and he brought the point up uh, legitimately that you know why are the government basically opening the doors? You know, wasting seventy million per year, roughly, on, on, on the direct provision centres when there's over ten thousand people, three thousand of which almost are children, Irish children on the streets, are registered homeless. Why are they doing this? And you know, did this, these scenes, the same Fine Gael members on the panel there turning their heads, you know, looking the European way, saying these are dangerous comments, basically trying to brand this guy a, a Nazi or you know a, a racist when he's not. Well, I think I think there are people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the word racism is used very easily nowadays. But I mean, the thing about it is, I think some people genuinely are racist. I think others are just confused. Well, our well, others are just concerned. And and you know, I have no problem with patriotism, by the way. And I would have no problem at all if Niall said, you know, I represent Irish people. But I believe you're Irish, or you're an Irish citizen. You may not have Irish heritage, but you're an Irish citizen by law under the constitution of this country. Once you carry a passport. And that's the law, can man. I, can I jump on there? Just well, I mean, I mean do, do you accept the constitution of this country now? Um, which one? The De Valera 37 constitution? Yeah. No, the only legal bona fide constitution is the 1919 sovereign constitution. And the Independence Day, we celebrate it every year. The 21st of January um, this year is the 101st um, anniversary of 
the Sovereign Doll in the Mansion House. So you don't accept that anybody with an Irish passport is Irish? Well, what did I just say now? Yeah, I know, okay, I'm just, I'm just asking you. I wanted to clarify it. No, you, you asked me did I believe in the 37 Constitution. I said no, the you only legal yeah. bona fide is the 1919. Well, are you aware of the 1919 Sovereign Doll? No, I wouldn't be aware, but you would. I'm sure you're going to educate me. Oh, I just educated you there now. Oh, thanks very much. I appreciate it. So, can I just move on? Now, no, well, very quickly, you've got three minutes. Go ahead. Right, okay. I'll, I'll go real quickly. Um, as a sheep farmer myself and East Donegal, um, this green agenda is destroying rural Ireland. Um, this climate action plan that um, the, the government released there, they want to increase carbon tax by 650% by 2050. They want to ban petrol and diesel engines by 2030. Um, they want to plant millions of trees in our land. Um, they, 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 they want to destroy rural Ireland. And there's, there's an elephant in the room, too, with um, the monopoly of Larry Goodman. He has a complete stranglehold over the farming industry in Ireland. And I vow to smash the Goodman monopoly. And okay. okay, so are you going to set up your own processing plant? Um. I'm going to keep that close to my chest at the minute to see... Um, okay, well, good luck to you on that if you, you know, if you want a good competition with Larry Goodman. But in relation to climate action plans, yes, I'm not going to completely disagree with you. The expectations of the government and the promises of the government in relation to climate change are completely unrealistic and stupid. And yes, and they will damage rural Ireland. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Now, just well, at least you agree on one thing, Niall, before. That it wouldn't be nice of me not to agree with something that you said tonight. Good man. No, as you probably hopefully <laughs> agree with us too. Um, I believe in nationalising all our resources. Ireland is filled with gold oil, gas, and we have the largest... Well, we can't do that until we leave Europe. Um, That's another thing, absolutely. Leave the European Union. Okay, Um, well, I'm not going to completely disagree with a referendum on that in the future, yes. No, but but, um, if you want to ask me, um, how do we pay our nurses? How do we pay our farmers? How do we um, help our healthcare system? We nationalise the resources. We nationalise the banks. We stop practising usury. But back to the resources, we... um, we nationalised the gold, stopped giving it to foreign companies. I confronted Minister Bruton at the ploughing champ- championships about this, um, and he said that uh, the resources belong to foreign companies, not the Irish people. So that's what we do. We nationalise the resources. Okay, and, and as, I, as I said to you, yeah, I, I'm not going to completely disagree with you, and, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't probably be, know enough about it to even discuss the matter with you, but in relation to it, I do believe that, as far as I know, uh, to obviously nationalise all those industries that you're talking about, um, you will have to leave Europe first. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.